imagine celebrating your success going on holidays having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones unfortunately most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year but what is it that makes others succeed i'm your host tajul khurana call me kk join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest rejuvenate recharge and be bonfire entrepreneurs hello and a warm welcome to bonfire entrepreneurs this is your host kk our guest today is someone who loves watching sports playing with her niece and nephews eating good food and helping people make lots of impact and money on the phone closing their high ticket sales and she is brooke evans hi brooke welcome to bonfire entrepreneur podcast hello i'm so excited to be here this is going to be awesome it's totally my pleasure thanks for accepting my invitation yes so brooke please tell our listeners who brooke evans is yeah so i am just a girl of the people i have been an entrepreneur for about 5 years now going on 6 and have just loved 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 being a part of like entrepreneurship and connecting with like-minded people i have grown a massive liking for sales specifically high ticket sales and helping coaches consultants or experts anyone in like the health industry the wealth industry or anyone that's even doing coaching for relationships i love 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 helping them to close their high ticket sales over the phone a lot of them have like a lead to application funnel or they're creating like masterminds and and having funnels even through their facebook profiles and a lot of them are like man i get all these leads and they're quality and they're perfect and then i totally sabotage it and i don't close them and we talk a lot about that and i think one of the biggest problems is they don't and have been taught wrong by the market to actually respond to objections and react to them and instead of prevent them and prepare for them and so a lot of what's taught in the market right now is just you know i want you to turn to page 15 in your sales script and then once they say this then you're going to say that very very canny very pushy very unauthentic and my entire curriculum and sales coaching focuses on being authentic not being sleazy or salesy but really really coaching people and helping having people have like these breakthroughs and get these strategies on your sales calls which allows you to not only sell your high ticket but do it without facing any objections so i love doing that i'm a kid at heart i love fruit snacks still goldfish all the little things capri suns you'll find me watching sports <laughs> most of the time but i yeah i love 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 helping entrepreneurs it's a that's joy that's amazing i have seen some of the testimonials and people are talking very high about you that's amazing i'm sure they're gaining a lot of benefits from your coaching tell me how did you start this journey yeah that's such a good question So I was doing a different type of coaching before this. I was actually helping real estate agents and I was doing a lot of business strategy and mindset work with them and in order to get those clients one of the pains of my existence as an entrepreneur was having to close them on the the phone 
And I just like resented sales. I hated it. It was just like anything that I had learned about it. I was just like, Oh, that just feels like not in alignment with like who I am and how much I love people and how manipulative or sleazy or salesy. It just, it didn't feel right. But I had grown to the point where when I was coaching these real estate agents and closing them, I was closing, I got to the point where I was closing six figures a month consistently. And one might say, oh my gosh, Brooke, like you are living the life. Wow. And <laughs> that end, I might say that money isn't everything. And I learned some pretty hard lessons through doing that. And one of the lessons that I learned is that as much as I was making all that money. I was spending the majority of my time on sales calls instead of on fulfilling with the clients that I had closed because yeah. my conversion rate was so, so low. It was awful. I was at the time only closing about like one in every 11 people that I was talking to. So if you can like do the math, it was taking me about 11 hours on the phone for one hour strategy calls to just close one client. Right. And I just said, finally, like enough is enough. Like I'm going to figure this out. Even if like I have to learn to love sales, you know, and I eventually just one day sat down after three years of doing it. And I said, Brooke, you're going to have to like review 1024 of your sales calls. And oh you're going to have like, what was it about the sales calls that you closed? And what was it about the ones that you didn't? And this was even after I had spent about $70,000, close to $70,000 in investment on sales call coaching. Oh my God. So I had invested a lot of money in coaching. And when was this? Which year? So I had been in real estate for like three years. This was right after like the three-year mark of helping real estate agents. And I was just like burnt out from helping the audience I was serving and burnt out from the calls. So five years back when you started your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I, I just got to the point that after doing all those investments, I was like, even with the investments, I wasn't getting the training that still felt authentic to me. I still hated sales. Mm -hmm. And I was like, sales are the lifeblood of the business. So I've got to figure this out. Otherwise I'm never going to make money. <laughs> and no one ever tells you as an entrepreneur that like, you have to go in and not just like learn to be good at your specific zone of genius that you're offering, but you also have to be really good at sales. And I was a shock to me. So I was like, okay, after all these investments and after doing all of the X, Y, and Z and dotting the I's and like crossing my T's, I was just like, this is not, I'm still at one and 11. So I, sat down one day specifically I remember sitting down one day at my kitchen table and I was like you got to start reviewing the sales calls so I took out over the past three years the 1024 sales calls that I had reviewed and that I had done and I just listened over and over and over again and I compiled patterns of what I learned worked and what didn't work and what I found is that like the ones that I was closing without facing any objections were the ones that I would label at the time I felt like I transferred my belief, my belief about my product and my service and their ability to be successful using it and the time and the investment would be worth it. I felt like I transferred that. So, so it was, was basically like, your energies. Yes. Okay. So, but then it was like really interesting though, because I like, I had this new strategy, right? I was like, I think I got it. Like I'm going to go on to my next week's sales calls 
the 15 that I have scheduled and I'm going to go on and I'm not going to focus mm. on selling. I'm going to focus on serving, but I'm going to do it by changing their belief. And I'm going to just transfer my belief to them. And I learned a really hard lesson that week that it wasn't transferring belief that actually did it because <laughs> my close rates stayed the same. Unfortunately, we were oh out. <laughs> And I was just like, what is this? So again, I went back to the drawing board and I listened again and I was like, wow, it's not, you can't transfer your belief from one person to another. So what, what is it that actually changes belief? What are beliefs upheld by? They're upheld by stories. Right. And I was like, wow, like I have to be really, really good and really help people have breakthroughs in their beliefs by telling effective stories. And that's very, very different from telling it and sharing a good testimonial. Right. Like story selling is a lot more difficult than just being like, Hey, can I share something with you about a client that got these results and this is right. what happened? Right. So I just mastered that. And within five months of doing that, my close ratio went from one in 11 to one in three, which meant that I added eight more hours a week back into my schedule. I was closing three, six, nine, three more clients a week because of that. And obviously adding three times 8,500, that was my offer at the time, like 24,000 more dollars to my account. Like it was a massive change. And so I picked up a few clients to try and teach this to. And Within 30 days, they were closing $20,000 months. Awesome. Yeah. It was just, that's, that's how we started, though. It was Amazing. the $1,000 sales goal that we started with. Amazing. So interesting that you were like, at one point, you hated sales, if that's the right yes. word. Right. And now you are teaching people how to sell. It's like, you know, turning yourself upside down, you know. I'm yeah. not a salesperson, but I can teach you how to sell. Like, yes. how does that make sense? But you mastered it. You nailed yeah. it. I mean, wow, that's unlocking. So you mentioned about storytelling. Now, do you teach your clients how to tell stories or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I call it the memoir method. So the memoir method is essentially what needs to happen on sales calls to be able to change other people's belief through experiences that your past clients have had. And what are, what are these stories? Are they real stories or sometimes they just make up? What if somebody doesn't have stories? That is such a good question. Everyone has a story because their own story. So even if you didn't have a client success, you can use your own stories on these sales calls to be able to transfer belief. Because what it really is about is if a client of yours, if a prospect that you're on the phone with, feels understood, then it is by, it is through that understanding that they will want to buy. But it, it's that this connection is lacking on these sales calls where they don't feel understood and their problems do not seem to be understood by these salespeople. And so even by just, even if you don't have like actual client successes yet, you have your own story of transformation that's caused you to get from point A to point B that will allow you to actually be your own case study and be like, look, this is what happened to me. And this is where I was. And this is what I changed. And this is where I am now. Like, what are you going to allow to stand in your way from getting the same results that I did? Right? right? Like you can use that same framework, even if you are just your only case study. Right. But for example, 
I have always been inclined towards health since my childhood, eating healthy, going for walks, swimming. And that's where I started learning about yoga and meditation and nutrition. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a story story, you know, like something I got sick and then I got into health and nutrition. So it's just that I have been like that forever. Mm -hmm. And I chose this path to become a health and wellness and a mindset coach because I've always been self-motivated, always been positive. So what story would I tell people? Can you please give me that? Yeah. Well, that is such a good question. I bet that in your younger years, or even as you've grown older, you've also had friends that were living the exact opposite and you saw the struggles and you saw the pain and you saw the barriers that were preventing them from leaving, living this like peaceful and content and happy life because of how they treated their body and how they aligned their bodies with their spirits, like through meditation. And I think even using their stories through your perception of like, what are the implications of that? Like, what are the consequences that have them, you know, going to doctors earlier than age 30 because these medical conditions are showing up or what are the implications on their relationships that you're personally seeing? What is the internal dialogue that they're having that is causing them to just not live the peaceful, happy life that you yourself are? Amazing. That's so insightful. So that's what I do for entrepreneurs now, you know, I, that's the whole theme of the podcast, escaping burnouts, because most of the entrepreneurs, when they start, and I don't know the exact numbers of the stats, but according to Tony Robbins and most of the big guys, they say most of the businesses fail in one year. So Mm. people start and then, you know, it's like, People overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. So that's the whole idea of me starting this podcast to help entrepreneurs so they don't give up. They do Mm -hmm. the right things from the very beginning while they're working so hard and focusing on their success and goals and desires and dreams to make money or have freedom they should also take care of their health and plan well and you know have somebody who has experienced guide you like people like you who can help them not burn out because what happens everybody is now looking for quick fast results thanks to social media people are showing Lamborghinis and jets and all. So human mind is like, I want it, but I want it fast. Like in one month, two months, three weeks. But the reality is nobody gets that, right? Yes. Yes. Your mindset, we need to have healthy body and mind to make right decisions so we can start the game. So that's awesome. Even if you don't have your own stories, you can think about other people's pain point. Yes. So tell me, what challenges have you faced as an entrepreneur? Did you experience burnouts? Oh, absolutely. I think it's one of the reasons that I transitioned. I think that my burnout was specifically on the fact that I was selling, I wasn't serving. So this thing, my phone right here, I was addicted to it because in order for me to get a client, I had to be on this for 11 hours. Right. And I started doing a lot of chasing instead of a lot of serving and that wasn't authentic to me. And it what and it was just it was incredibly hard. It took it first took a toll on my finances and then it took a toll on like my creativity and then it took a toll on obviously my physical health. Mm-hmm. And I it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I really need to put myself first. 
And as I put myself first, like everything else will truly be like magnified and healthy. And I started hiring health coaches. I hired just even like last year, I hired this emotional coach that helps me to regulate my emotions. So I'm not under stress. Um, I helped, I just hired a mindset coach. So she helps me with like my own beliefs and my perception that it's not about chasing anymore. Um, it's about relationships. And I also hired a physical trainer that I go to two to three times a week and he helps me with my exercises. So I have like an incredibly new diet I have, and I'm seeing that show up now in my business but there was so much burnout and the burnout came because I believed the lie. And the lie was that like, I was always behind as an entrepreneur and I was always chasing. And the reason I was chasing was because I thought that this often distant dream of like making six K a month is what I really wanted. And still I, until I started like being addicted to this phone and having to be on it 11 hours to close one client because my conversion rates were so low that there was nothing left by the time I had closed two clients a week and it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. And so that's what forced me to review all 1,024 sales calls because I was like, I'm going to get good at this and I'm going to put the time in. And it wasn't just for the sake of making more money. It was about collapsing time. Because if you think about how long it was taking me to close one client, it was 11 hours. Well, my goal was I want it to only take three hours on the phone. Mm -hmm. And so, because I knew the implications that that would have on my physical and mental health. And so it was more than just, I want more time. I want more impact. I want more money. I want more clients enrolled. It was, I want my body and my self care to be top priority and for that to be available to me because I do have the time and the resources to make that happen. Amazing. That's what I tell people, you know, don't save your money for hospitals, save it for holidays, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. So anyway, I wanted to ask you, what did you do to help yourself? But you already answered that question that you hired an emotional coach, a personal Mm -hmm. trainer. Now, Mm -hmm. tell me if you have customers who are not the right fit, like who doesn't get First, the sales concept. And second, they don't know how to, you know, be more productive. Do you have challenges having clients which are not the right fit? Yeah, that's such a good question. So I don't because one of my priorities is that my clients are energy giving, not energy sucking. Right. But <laughs> how, that, how that needs to, to actually happen is through a framework I call act well. And the principle is essentially this, how we enroll people is how we'll fulfill with them. So if we're enrolling them in a way where we're like begging for their credit card and we're begging for them to be our client and we're begging for them to come into our world because we know we can help them. Guess what fulfillment with those types of client will look like. We're begging them to do the next module in our online course. We're begging them to do the, the, to push the needle forward and do the action step that will increase their, that will change their health or move their marriage to a different place or change their bank account because of a business decision that they make. Mm-hmm. I don't want to beg. I don't want to babysit. I don't want needy or high maintenance clients. I want clients that are ready to take action, that are decisive, that are committed, that are communicative, and that are 
very, very low maintenance, but very high output because that not only affects them to be able to be in that kind of performance stage, but it also affects me because their results and how they show up in my program are a reflection of me. And so that starts on the sales call is like, is my first impression and interaction with these clients Am I setting expectations of how they will act, not just when they, when they give me their credit card, but before they even give me their credit card? Because how I set up those standards and those expectations is how they're going to show up on the sales call, which will also affect how they show up as a client in my program. Right. So have you had clients who, like if you're talking to them pre-sales process, have you had clients who are not authentic or you felt that they are not authentic? Yeah. Yeah, I have. And I think what's key to that is that, and this is a little bit outside my lane, but I think what's key to that is that your marketing is so good that it attracts the clients that would be so, so good to work with. And it repels the ones that don't and good marketing really does that. It repels the bad and it attracts the good so that when you get on a sales call, it's only with those specific clients that are like, these are my dream customers, right? Yes, these are the people. Right. right. Yeah. These right. are the people I want to work with. Amazing. So bro, yeah. we have only this much time left, but before we go, I have a couple of questions. First, give one piece of advice to entrepreneurs to escape burnout and increase productivity. What is that one piece of advice you would give, especially to the newbies? Mm, wow. That is such a great question. So I don't think that there's shortcuts to success. I don't believe that, but I do think that there are faster ways to get there without facing burnout. And I think that there are two things that one can do. One, I would always look for an expert in, I'm going to say four areas to help you to get there faster without facing the burnout. Okay. It's invest in one of four things, invest in mindset coaches to change your belief because it's your belief, not your capacity that often prohibits you from reaching your goals. Hire a coach that can teach you marketing to help you to effectively market. So you don't face burnout with the clients that you're fulfilling on hire a coach for sales because sales is the highest, most lucrative skill set that you'll always need in business. And I would say also number four, invest in networks. If you can invest in one of those four things or all four things as soon as possible, the investment on the front end might be heavy and it might be difficult, but it makes your back end easy. But the principle we need to realize, and this leads me to number two, is that you won't face burnout if you recognize that what's hard on the front end is not hard on the back end. Because if you want to try and take the easy way out and like make it easy on the front end, it's going to be really hard on the back end. Um, and so I think investments are a huge principle, like do not be afraid to give your credit card to the experts because the ROI will come if they're really good in their field and you really show up and the time to get there will be like collapsed in half because the experts already know the journey. And then number two, I would just say, make sure that you're not chasing. I think that what you're doing is so cool. And I think it's so needed in the entrepreneur space because there is this stigma that I am behind, that I do not know everything, that my bank account isn't as good as Sally's, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're constantly chasing. So I think investments and then not chasing 
by taking time for yourself and focusing on the things that are most important, namely your body and your relationships will actually get you further in business than just focusing on business itself. Right. So not comparing to people who are a few steps ahead of you, rather yeah. compare yourselves to where you were last month or last year, right? Yes. And then you can yes. see your own progress. It's good to have as a role model, but yeah. not as a comparison. Totally. Totally. Amazing. But most of the time entrepreneurs also say that they don't have resources to invest in coaches and trainings. And yeah. And, them. and to that, I would say that it's totally a mindset issue instead of a resource issue. I have found that poor people in, not in terms of their bank account, but in terms of their mindset, focus on the cost of things and rich minded people focus on the value of things. Right. And if you can look at those investments as value and things that will like get you where you want to be faster and taking quote unquote, the shortcut, so to speak, then you look at those things and you're like, wow, that's so much value. But if you're looking at the cost, the dollar amount of everything, surely that's going to put you in a scarcity mindset and you're going to look at everything that you lose instead of everything that you win. I think these are golden nuggets. All the, <laughs> all the people who are listening will listen to this episode. They will gain so much from here. I think we should have you more often on our uh, podcast group. One, one interview that. is not enough because you have <laughs> so much value to add. Trust me. I mean, people will learn a lot. And if they can follow what you're saying, their journey can become much easier. Right? Mm. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. So tell our listeners where can they find you or if you have a program to offer, please let them know now. Yeah. So one of the places that they can find me is they can actually go to the Facebook group that I have that has tons of free training that they can learn about sales is called high ticket sales training for online entrepreneurs. It's a free Facebook group and it has tons of awesome training from me. And that can also lead them to some additional training as well as links to apply for some one-on-one -on -one coaching from me mm -hmm. as well there. Amazing. So I'm going to put that link in the description box below, just in case uh, anyone wants to. Yeah. And then they can also find you on Facebook, right? Yes. IG. Yes, I am on IG. I am Brooke Evans HQ1. Okay, cool. I'm going to yeah. put all those information in the description box. Thank you so much. I don't want to stop, but I don't want to make it too long as well because we all know that people don't have, you know, too much time these days to yeah. listen or read. So we want to keep it short and very impactful. And yeah. I am sure this was very, very, very impactful, at least for me. And I'm sure also for our listeners. We are going to have Brooke again after <laughs> one or two months. We're sure that's what my feeling is right now. Yes. If our listeners also enjoy the golden nuggets you shared. Thank you so much. Thank you for Thank you for having me. This was awesome. It was completely our pleasure. Thank you, Brooke. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Do you know fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose? Would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends so we can help each other escape burnout, increase productivity, and achieve our goals faster. Also, let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info at bodymindsolution.com. Would you please take a moment to rate and review this show 
that would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.